You know, you spend so much time sitting at a desk. Maybe you should think about standing at a desk. (laughs) That is so true. I am actually really excited about Uplift Desk. You get to choose so many things like the color of the desktop, the size of the desktop, and they have so many standing desks. I move around all day to get all the different things done between the podcast and real job, etc. So this Uplift Standing Desk, super excited about. And we should also point out if you've never used a standing desk, they move so you don't have to always stand. In fact, they recommend that you should spend about 45 minutes of every hour standing, 15 minutes sitting, because if you spend too much time, you'll strain your back. I also love the fact that they include free shipping. They have free a warranty, a 15-year warranty, not to mention accessories with your desk purchase. And don't worry, they don't wobble. It's completely stable. It's built to last, and you can tell with a 15-year warranty. If you want to look into yours, go to upliftdesk.com slash TCO. You're going to get 5% off your order. That's up L I F T desk.com slash TCO to get 5% off your entire order. I really do. The mental aspect of the bike is, is unmatched. There've been times when I've argued with my wife and she's told me, you need to go ride that damn bike. (laughs) (laughs) These are things wives can say to husbands that husbands can't say to wives. That's, that's true. (laughs) It would not go over well. No. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's all the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 119. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. So, uh, I don't know. It's kind of chilly here today. I know. And I feel like we shouldn't say that because just today I got a message from from Stacy Riviere in Texas. Yeah. And she said it was a heat index of 115 there today. Well, it sucks to be Stacy. <laughs> I've got a hoodie on. <laughs> I have sweats on, Stacey. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> so what we're trying to say, Stacey, in the nicest possible way, <laughs> suck it. <laughs> so uh, what do you have in store for people this week? <laughs> a weather report, apparently. Yes, I know. We're like old people. <laughs> What's the weather like where you live? <laughs> it's nine o'clock here. What time is it there? <laughs> uh, we have... Lots to talk about. As usual, uh, Peloton has been mentioned in several articles this week of differing content. So we're going to discuss that. We've got a visit from the prophet. We have to talk about Flywheel. Do we have to? Yeah, we do. Oh, so it must be bad news. Yes. For them. Uh huh. (laughs) Uh, We're going to, we're going to talk about our, edit out my, my laughter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I want to leave your natural reaction, Tom. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about the clip out challenge that's coming. Uh, we're going to talk about instructor updates, uh, specifically some stuff with uh, Robin and Just Sims, and uh, then some new fun things that are coming from from Peloton. Some different content that's coming. Okay. There's there's some stuff to talk about for the boutique. Cool. Why wouldn't there be? Of course there is. So I guess uh, before we get to all that, uh, shameless plugs, don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts where you can go rate, review, and subscribe. We have a new review. Yay. This is from Doc2000. 
to the stars. That sounds fancy. And that is also their leaderboard name. Ooh. Maybe they can help us get a Peloton celeb. Yeah. Like a real life celeb who uses the bike. That would be cool. Yeah. Violate HIPAA and help us out. (laughs) So they say finally caught up. Ooh. But this is a while back. So who knows? Yeah. They could be behind again. I've been binge (laughs) listening to the clip out since I discovered it two months ago. I was all ready to go to the next episode when I realized I was caught up. Oh, my goodness. Listening to 100 episodes in two months. So disappointed that I need to wait for the next new episode to drop. I've had my bike less than six months, so it's awesome to hear all the backstories that I didn't get to live through. Even though I had already discovered several of the tribes before I started listening, your podcast got me more involved as a member of the community. Thank you for all your hard work. That is so cool. So uh, I love hearing that. Yeah, so if you're caught up and you just can't get enough of one of us, <laughs> you can check out Real Spoilers. Although you were on an episode not that long ago. Yeah, like last week. Like Was it like two weeks? Two weeks ago. Well, I think it posted last. Yeah. I don't know. When we talked about a movie called The Kitchen. Yes. You, it's like this, except we don't talk about the bike. So you know, we'll let that be your guide as to how much it would interest you. Also, but it, thank you for the nice review. Yes, thank you very much. And so also don't forget, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, join the group, which allows you to interact with us and other listeners more freely than, than the page does. So uh, that's all of that, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's dig in, shall we? Yes. It's time for news of the Peloton. CNBC had an interesting article. They did. About the perhaps pending recession. Yeah. I mean, first of all, that's a big question. Right. You know, whatever. And how will it affect boutique companies? Yeah. So they, they talked about how growth in fitness is strong now. And it has been for the last couple of years. They they quoted lots of different statistics, which I'm not going to go over because we all know Peloton has just been booming. But it wasn't yeah. just about Peloton. Right. It was across several different uh, types of fitness. And it said that um, analysts are already warning of a slowdown. If the economy does go into a recession, uh, the article, the person who they who wrote the article said that they think that the boutiques will be hit the hardest in an economic downturn, given their price premium, because they are so expensive. And they said that consumers are going to be dropping that from the budget. It's the easiest thing to cut, but gyms will try to up their experience and make people stay with the trainers they know and love. So I think the problem with this theory, I think it's right for most boutique gyms. I don't think it's right for Peloton. I would agree. Because I don't think Peloton perceptually is all that expensive to people. Like once you get over purchase the purchase of the bike, obviously, right? There's a there's a significant upfront cost. But once you've already done that, well one, you, psychologically from an you have what economists refer to as sunk costs, right? Like now you've put $2000 into this bike and you don't just want to like have it sit there doing nothing when you could continue to utilize it for 40 bucks a month. Additionally, 40 bucks a month compared to a gym membership is inexpensive. Not to mention your time. Right. And, and when when you are a busy careerist or if you have a family and a family right. and a career, like yeah. you don't have time. To, like it, it time is something you have to factor into the equation. So where it where it could conceivably hurt them is getting that person to pull the trigger initially. But in terms of people quitting, I think people once they have the bike or the tread see it as a value like it's it's honestly the cheaper way 
to access these sorts of classes and knowledge. I also think it's it's a mistake to compare Peloton to a boutique fitness chain like Orange Theory Fitness right. or um, SoulCycle because you already own the equipment and have it at home. Right. Like not only is it a sunk cost, but you are already paying that monthly fee to get it as often as you want right. compared to a one-time fee of going to a class. Like just comparing it to Soul Cycle, it can be like $40 per class. Right. So it's so, and even if you still go, you might be like, "Well, I'll go twice a week instead of three times a week." Yeah. And you know, you aggregate that over all their users and it's going to be a lot, but for and and that's also goes back to why I think a Peloton user sees it sees it as the as a value based option. It is the less expensive way to get this, and you don't have to sacrifice quality. So, I, I I feel like people would stick with it for the most part. I can't help but wonder if articles like this just just try to find an angle to fit Peloton in to get more readers. I think they do. I think Peloton has become clickbait. In a way, like they know that uh, that Peloton talking about Peloton is going to drive clicks, and so I think they find a way to shoehorn it in. And I also think where you get kind of misconceptions like this, or what I feel is a misconception, is that it's written by someone who doesn't have one. I definitely and agree with that. They're comparing it to if you were to go to Peloton Studios in New York. Yeah. They're comparing it on that level, not comparing it at the home experience. Right, and so I think those. People they just have in their head Peloton equals expensive I agree it equals upscale and expensive And yes therefore it's the first To go right and no it's Not because like you already got the bike you Already paid for that again the monthly Expense is really Kind of nominal at that point Like I just don't think people They're gonna they're gonna stare at that bike every Day and be like why would I Not use it yeah or like why did I Cancel it and, and now I got. And if you were really hurting for cash, and and like twenty dollars made a difference, you could also do just the digital membership and still use your bike. Yeah. You could use the digital membership to take the class, even though you're not getting the real metrics. Right. If you were really in a pinch, and twenty dollars meant that much to you, sure, you totally. know. And there was also, uh, while we're speaking about Peloton in the news, an article in uh, in the Wall Street Journal, correct, about Peloton slash. At home fitness mm-hmm. Yeah I, I thought this was very interesting Because the entire Article was all about how Fitness at home is growing And it's getting a whole niche and they started Talking about um, how Other gyms are taking Notice of what Peloton has Done specifically like Equinox Which is the owner of SoulCycle Then they're going to have their streaming service In the fall and we had talked about that On the episode last week and that they they said that the company didn't mention any competitors, but that that SoulCycle is moving to at home because it reflects the members' wishes to choose where, how, and when they work out. In so, other words, they're competing with Peloton. In other words, people were stopping going right. there because they bought Peloton. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how else to read that. The article goes on to say that the U.S. gym membership had an all time high in 2018, and then the rate of growth cooled to two percent. After it had gone up to 6% in 2018. So then, since then, it has only risen another 2%. So, and that's according to the International Health Racket and Sports Club Association. Over the last decade, many of the, much of the growth has been fueled by boutique studios that we were just talking about in the last article, like CrossFit, Orange Theory, uh, SoulCycle. 
And it said that their ability to turn fitness into a communal experience sparked fierce loyalty to their brands. Very similar to how Peloton sure. feels. The uh, I are the the, the racket place. Yeah. <laughs> that, those people They say it's too early to tell Whether streaming classes are actually going to reduce club visits But CrossFit, SoulCycle, and Orange Theory All say they do not see at-home streaming fitness programs as a threat Well, I think CrossFit is probably correct CrossFit, they are in a league of their own Yeah, and they're doing something They're not doing the same thing No And so I, I think CrossFit is it's Safe Is probably is okay But SoulCycle and Orange Theory I, I, I don't have the, that same degree of confidence And by not the same degree I mean none at all I agree with you I agree with you I can't tell you How many times a day I see on the tread page The tread Facebook page They'll be like I'm thinking about Getting a tread But I have Orange Theory Do you think I should keep Both And everyone's like No, no. I quit I quit Orange Theory When I got it I mean there are a few Exceptions sure. but, but for the most part By and large Everyone's like Yeah I quit Why, why would I do that I get the great product From Peloton I don't need it Yeah So And I think even if even if you keep it, you won't keep it for long. It'll. It reminds me of uh, when I got CDs, and I was like, <laughs> "Well, you know, what? I'm going to keep. I'm going to buy CDs moving forward. I'm going to go ahead and keep my vinyl, you know." And I'll listen. And then I had like 30 CDs, and I listened to those same 30 CDs rather than going and getting a record. And then I was just like, "This is dumb." I took all my records because I was like, I couldn't be the only person having this experience. I took every one of them and sold them at the used record store so I could buy CDs because I was like. Once everybody has this experience, like these are going to be worthless. It not only that, but I think that the the exceptions are people who are so loyal to that brand, or sure. they enjoy having the experience of being face to face with somebody. Right. It's that that they're craving, or, or it's just it's they've done it for so long. It's just part of their lifestyle, right. and they don't they don't want to give up. A gym experience I, I mean I don't think I, I don't think You'll ever see Gyms go away no. But I think You'll see them Be more Like a record store Like instead of Your city having You know 20 They might have Five I think you are correct. So I, I thought it was interesting that, that those companies said they did not see at home streaming fitness programs as a threat. I was like, you guys are blockbuster. Yeah. You guys are Blackbuster Video and you are not getting with the program. Yeah. You this, will fail. These quotes could just be cut and pasted from like newspaper articles of like newspapers saying like, <laughs> oh, we'll be fine. People love the to internet's hold, nothing. People love to hold a newspaper. Yeah. How's that working out for you now? Yeah. The prophet has a prediction, a minor prediction. Yes. Calm down, don't get excited. Yeah, yeah. It is it is minor, but it is still exciting. The fall collection. Uh-huh. Is going to be out on nine fourteen. Okay, now tell the exciting one. Per the profit. Uh, that's that's, it. that's bold though. A specific day. I know. I know. Now they'll probably change it just to make the profit wrong. They could. They absolutely could. They have time. We shall see. We should see if we can get some sort of algorithm to where we can tell if a Peloton employee is listening and it bleeps out stuff like that. They we should get a a non profit version for Peloton employees only because they're getting a little cagey. Calm down over there, Manhattan. Why do I feel like somebody just threw a wadded up piece of paper at their <laughs> computer? And that was your head. Yes, that person was Tom Cortez. <laughs> Hi, Tom. So, uh, speaking of Peloton not a affecting boutique fitness at all, what's going on in the world of Flywheel? 
Yeah, well, you, you know, a couple weeks ago we talked, I think it was just last week. I we, think it was, We, yeah. we talked about Flywheel and how they were... They were going to close the store. And then the next day they announced, nope, not just one. It's 11. They're like potato chips. It's like, oh, you can't stop at one. Let's close 11. Here, here's They're the, delicious. But when I say 11, now you have the show notes in front of you, so you know the answer to this. But like when I say 11 and I'm like telling you that number, how many do you think there are? Yeah, I would have thought nationwide they had like. 150? That's kind of what I thought. 200? Well, guess what? It's only 42. So, I mean, a quarter of their stores are closing. 26%. Yeah, that's crazy. So, and this is major markets, too. All four studios in LA, gone. All? So, all four, gone. Like, how can you not keep a studio in LA? How can you? I mean, how could you not? I'm mystified by that. Like, how can a fitness place. Not succeed in LA When everybody's Aspiring to be an an Uh, Actor or an actress you know I think it's because they all have pelotons Yeah (laughs) they don't want to get stuck in You know they're like oh that flywheel is three three blocks Away that'll that's a 40 minute drive in LA For real yeah Yeah, if you're not on the right side Of the the highway forget it Yeah (laughs) but uh but yeah That's just but that is fascinating that like They couldn't they, they can't even justify Having one open in the second biggest city in America and one of the most driven by appearances. It probably goes like that and then like what, Miami or something. Well, they also are closing stores in Alpharetta, Georgia, which we talked about last week, which is a suburb of Atlanta. And then Austin, Texas, gone. North Miami, gone. Oh, the- and the San Francisco area locations in Sunnyvale, Walnut Creek, gone. Which I'm pretty sure Walnut Creek has a Peloton. I feel like that sounds familiar. Um, I could be wrong. That's I, I, neither here nor there. It also sounds like where Laura Ingalls lived. <laughs> Walnut Creek. <laughs> <laughs> so they said that they took a they look at their, their national. They use their Peloton to churn butter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you were saying I was saying they just this is a direct quote. Uh, we decided to take a look at our national footprint and closed studios that were underperforming. All writers impacted will be offered a full refund. Oof. Yeah. And a coupon code for Peloton. <laughs> you ought to go. You ought to go uh, on their the Facebook page for each of those individual stores and post your referral code. Oh, that's brilliant, Tom. <laughs> Edit this out so somebody doesn't steal my idea. <laughs> Get removed. <laughs> They'd be like, jerk. <laughs> I don't know. The person that probably manages your social media got fired. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> they for probably, real. probably don't have anybody messing with that anymore. They got to save money, man. God. Not looking good for Flywheel. It is not. Well, let's talk about the uh, clip out challenge. Okay, let's. That's going to start here in a couple weeks. Yes, September 6th. We had lots of people sign up. So thanks to everybody that signed up. We had over 150 people sign up so far, which yeah. we didn't know what to expect. We didn't. I was really excited by that number because it's yeah. like it's only a weekend and we already have 150 people signed up. Yeah, when we got to like 10, we were like, yes. Woo-hoo! So yeah, now we're... Almost 15 times that Yeah Now we're Just pretending like I can't do math I know But uh, uh, but, but yeah. it's gone up a lot It has It's gone up a lot So um, 
So uh, you should probably tell them again what the prize is. Yeah. So the prize is a $50 gift card to Sabra and Sand. And that is a company that is owned by Gina Mitchell and her mom. And it's got all these really cool like handcrafted bags. And there's also jewelry. It is. It's very, very pretty. And if you're a boy and you're like, what do I want that stuff for? Maybe there's a lady in your life, whether that be your mother or wife or or whatever. Girlfriend. Or a wife and a girlfriend I don't know how you roll I don't judge you <laughs> But you could do that Regifted at the office Christmas party <laughs> You can find somebody to give it to so, But first you gotta win But first you gotta win So uh, if you check out our Facebook page We will post it again Or go to our website Theclipout.com Slash the challenge And gives you all the, the links and rules that you'll need But basically you go You get yourself a bingo card And then every week we will Call out uh, a square And if you have that square Then sometime during the week You need to go and do that ride And That workout that or Yeah or that workout Because it also could be a tread thing Thank you And if you complete bingo Just a traditional bingo Nothing fancy Five in a row Then you will win the prize In the event that more than one person Achieves a bingo then we will draw at random from the people that achieved bingo. Correct. So, um, and all the rules wanna, are laid out. We don't so. want to bankrupt Gina Mitchell or <laughs> Gina Mitchell Senior. <laughs> Gina Mitchell Senior. <laughs> so, uh, so there. But yeah, clipout.com slash the challenge, or we'll have a link to it at facebook.com slash the clipout, whatever is easier for you. And then. It'll explain it in more detail so we don't have to bore you even more with what you need to do. I do want to clarify. Uh, I I saw somebody post today that you can start over each week. And I just want to be clear that you 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 really can't like you have a bingo card and you use that card each week to be told what the next square is. So you want to hang on to that card. Right. And um, we also have reserved the right that at the end. As we go through, we might add on to the challenge. We don't yeah. know. So keep your keep your card even if you don't win and somebody else does. Yeah, like we might do more. Maybe we do, you know, cover all or make an X or something like that. We don't know. We don't know. We're we're just going with we it. We are winging it. <laughs> but we're telling you we're winging it. Yes. <laughs> there is also that. So, uh, very excited to do this challenge with you guys. Can't yeah. wait. So the clock's ticking cuz once it kind of starts, you'll be at you'll be behind. You'll be at a detriment. So what you know, the uh, your odds of winning will decrease. Right. You can join anytime, but we recommend joining by September 5th. Correct. Robin is a roar model. Yes. Do you have any idea what that means? Uh, assuming a, like a Katy Perry thing? No. Oh, then Nothing no. to do with Gary B. Katy Perry. <laughs> then, uh, then no. <laughs> so it's... Oh, it's an organic electrolyte infused <laughs> beverage showcase for groundbreaking entrepreneurs. It inspires consumers to find their roar. I know exactly what this is. It's an organic electro electrolyte infused beverage. And the company, Roar, is showcasing <laughs> for groundbreaking entrepreneurs, inspiring consumers to find their inner roar. Oh, so I was right. <laughs> Yes, Tom, you were right. <laughs> I'm really good at this. Ask me another. The exciting part is that Robin Arzan was chosen to be one of these models. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. The uh, the brand has kind of a modern spin on the traditional role model. 
So the Roar Models campaign is aiming to celebrate innovative females who harness their influence to make moves and be heard. Get it out, Tom. I just thought you were going to say a traditional spin on electrolyte-infused beverages, and I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) No. (laughs) Tired of these newfangled electrolyte-infused beverages. I want an electrolyte-infused beverage like my grandma used to drink (laughs) when she would churn butter with her Peloton. Down at Walnut Creek. <laughs> Down at Walnut Creek with her friend Laura Ingalls. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to tell people what's going on here. You look really lost. No, I'm, I and I will do everything in my power to prevent it. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Each model will also be sharing the campaign on their own social accounts that will highlight the good, the real, and everything in between without the typical social media rose-colored lens. What is in between good and real? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Okay. I was just... I love to parse PR speak sometime. In between good? What's in between good and real? Well, maybe they didn't want to say (laughs) bad. They were trying to find a way to say something between good and bad, and and real would have been between good and bad, but they didn't want to say bad. I don't know. I don't know. There's a reason I don't do PR. Yeah. So Robin had her own, like... Little, little nugget quote, little, little pull, quote Pull quote Yes a pull quote She says I am proud to be partnering with Roar Because I want to show There is no secret To being successful And making your dreams come true It takes hard work and grit Women are not playing it small anymore We're taking up space And we're doing our own thing It is my job to empower people every day And the Roar model campaign Helps me spread that message Go ahead get it out Taking I, up space sounds awful <laughs> And that's what we say to the kids when they're not doing anything. <laughs> Quit taking up space. Go clean your room. Like I, get I what have she's, never said that to the kids. I get what she's trying to say, but that sounds awful. Yeah. What do women do? Ah, they take up space. No, no. It's <laughs> like when you when you sit down at the table. Have, have you ever heard the theory that women? Don't take up any room at the table Whenever they're having a meeting Like women will do everything to Diminish themselves and we do this physically Like I have stopped doing it Right. Uh, but when you sit down at a conference Table and there's like a bunch of men And, and a couple women everything out They do and, and women yeah. will have everything in this nice Like nine See, I'm by that nine way. I'm like I'm compact I, like, Yeah well you're probably not because I've seen You and you have a soda Right but I it's still within my area I figure shoulder to shoulder is my Space moving forward onto The table well guys tend To you may be the exception but In general guys tend to spread and Women don't and so I think That is what she is referring to Okay but that's just my My interpretation talk more about Spreading (laughs) And while we're speaking of instructors uh, Being featured Yes uh, Jess Sims Was in well and good Yeah, and I'm super excited about this because one thing I really enjoy about Jess Sims classes is what they highlighted, which is her listening game. So uh, there was recently a well and good staffer that went to the treadmill studio and she was taking one of Jess Sims classes and Jess Sims was teaching her how you can take the workout from one level from level one to level five. And so she says, hey, anytime you're you're listening to a song. And they're repeating a word over and over again. Right. They give the example cake by the ocean. Every time you hear cake, that's your magic word. And you take the speed up by point one. And you can do that increment of point two or point three or whatever. Right. And, but then they said, you know, maybe if you want to do Rihanna's umbrella, then you could be brave and hit it for each umbrella and subsequent Ella, Ella. Good luck, fam. That really cracked you up when I read that. But... um. 
That is one of my favorite things that Jess Sims does because it makes the class fly by. And she doesn't do it with every song. Right. She like spreads it in, you know. Yeah. It might be two or three songs, it's usually like a, two. It's like a drinking game, but for exercise. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's very effective um, because it does make you push hard. You know that you have a, a finite number of times right. you have to turn it up. So it's not as scary as when I, I know it sounds dumb to say when a workout is scary, but when a, when a, when a trainer you're running and you're already like winded, right. And they say, okay, we'll just increase point one. We're going to do that a few times. You don't know what that means. Are we doing right. it 10? Are we doing it five? Are we doing this for 30 seconds, five minutes? I need to know details. And so when it's a song, it's very, it's very it's finite so right. it's, it it feels safe. <laughs> yeah, you know like oh I'm pretty deep into this song. Yeah. Just as long as it's not like crazy game of poker. Yeah, and she yeah. usually does it uh during the chorus so you know by the end like the chorus is pretty short so you right. know that at the end of that you get to turn it back down and so you're you're going to live it's going to be okay. <laughs> and that's why I enjoy they make it go so fast. And um so they also suggest that you could take that theory, Just Sims theory, and do an entire playlist. So you could say crunches for one song or do Spider-Man push-ups for another and on and on. And so it's just uh, awesome that Just Sims got featured like that. She's that second time, like, boom, boom. Yeah. She's on a roll, man. Well, I'm glad that you explained listening game because when you said highlighted her listening game, I just thought she was like a really good listener. <laughs> man, her listening She's game got is strong. Listening game. <laughs> Maybe she is Maybe she's a really good listener <laughs> Well she is a good listener It's funny though Somebody brought up uh, That it really Shows that she was A teacher And I forget that But she was a principal Of a school oh, Like I she Yeah she comes from An education background um, I love her story Because she's so real She's so real Not only her story But like who she is as a person <laughs> she I just cannot say enough good things about Just Sims she put on her Instagram Posts her story she was like uh, I was telling you guys how I couldn't Make my bed in class yesterday And then she shows a picture of her dog <laughs> Laying on the bed like she's telling Her dog to get up and the dog is Just like yeah I'm not, I'm not moving and she's <laughs> Like the struggle is real <laughs> Just love Just Sims <laughs> Make the dog move like two inches Every time it barks <laughs> So they're doing a special ride for chain smokers Which I think is nice to try and get them to exercise more No um, But no, I, no. I don't know how many would already have a Peloton That seems weird but, um, what? No, no No It's an artist series It's an artist series And it's the the band chain smokers Oh Yeah Does that make more sense? That makes more sense They yeah. do that uh, That was that that was that music called E-Dum? <laughs> EDM EDM <laughs> That's right I'll get it here eventually Oh, Will you? Do you like background noise? <laughs> Come on into this club while we flash some lights <laughs> Well, I love the Chainsmokers And Olivia Omato is doing a, a Chainsmokers run On August 29th at 5.30pm Eastern uh, I should also mention that Matt Wilpers is doing a Chainsmokers ride that same day at 12:30 p.m. Eastern. So you have two options to hit up the Chainsmokers. Awesome. Well, they're a big deal. It's just weird to, to <laughs> I know to it see is. That <laughs> stuff where they're like Chainsmokers. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's probably why they had artist series. Right. They got really <laughs> sell it, you know. <laughs> 
So Oliver uh, had a hill class He did Where you got a shout out I did get a shout out On your birthday It was an awesome epic shout out Celebrating the first anniversary of your 40th birthday (laughs) Yes, yes Or as Eric Goodman says I am no longer a freshman in the the 40s decade I am now a sophomore Well, just be glad you're not like Postgraduate <laughs> <laughs> Well uh, At any rate It was an epic Shout out But that is not Why I wanted To tell about Everybody about this class I wanted to tell Everybody about this class Because it has A fantastic hill structure It was labeled As a beginner class So I like those Because when you're Doing hills Hills are also scary You don't know Where you're going To go with them And this didn't go Above a 4% incline But it increased Your speed On the hills Over four different intervals And he encouraged you So you had a lot of time on hills But it wasn't overwhelming So to somebody who I don't like to I don't like hills I mean I like the effect I get from hills I like right. I like what it does For my body But I hate doing them uh, This was a perfect class So I wanted to encourage Anybody who's been Not sure about doing A hills class This is the one You need to take And brace yourself There is a crystal birthday Shout out There is <laughs> There's a uh, big sale At the boutique This weekend Yes Right now Yeah it's happening oh, It's happening Surprise you took time Out of your Purchasing to record an episode Okay so the funny thing about That is oh dear I'm, <laughs> I already have everything <laughs> That I want If I, you show the receipt will they Refund you the difference like uh, Best Buy used to No 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 I don't think they Will curse you Peloton <laughs> And your boutique store <laughs> But if I wait till they have the sale It may not I may never get it in my Size so I have to I literally Have to buy it when Literally it comes, yes have to <laughs> like you, would I said that because that is your favorite expression. Because they so. would come arrest you. Yes, they would. Okay, but if I want it, I feel like I have to get it when it first comes out because I don't know that it will be in my size on sale. Well, you just got leggings. You got those uh, fit wear. I did. Yet another reason I don't need to do the sale. Um, yes, I got I got a pair of leggings from the Miami Fitwear. That is uh, Raquel Ponce I think that's how you say her last name Okay Another person I've never met But I talk to all the time online And uh, so Yeah she was like You've, You haven't tried my leggings I would like you to try them And I did And they are really soft and silky They're very Those were the beehive ones Yes yes It was. They have a beehive on them And the design was called Queen Bee They're super cute Plus I mean I get I give bonus points for I fit nicely in a small so woohoo <laughs> <laughs> Just to say that the sizing is real it's not one of those like like Lululemon people say all the time how much they like the brand but the sizing runs super small you will not find that with Miami Fitwear and in addition if you're looking for larger size leggings they also have leggings all the way up to 4x so they Miami Fitwear was the uh, brand that was b- featured in the Peloton store when they did the the, the plus size. Stuff. Yes, gotcha. yes, that's where it came from. So, and hopefully we'll see them again soon. Fingers crossed. Yes, definitely. You know, speaking of other things that that you have acquired recently. Uh oh. <laughs> what's that? Uh, hoot. What was it? <laughs> Are you talking about this? Yeah, that thing. This this is a whoop. A whoop. Yes. I just like hearing you say whoop. Whoop. <laughs> Whoop, there it is Oh, please don't That's too obvious Sorry That's <laughs> all I got, Tom yeah. <laughs> so, what, what, so you've been going on and on about how much you like it Like it does 
I do. I do like it. it it's very cool because um, it tracks when I sleep, like like a lot of the other wearables do. But it's like super, super spot on for me. It will tell me like to the second that I fall asleep. You know, you're like looking up at the clock and, and you, you'll be like, oh, I went to sleep around such and such time. Right. This is always dead on for me. And Fitbit was pretty good for me, but Garmin is really off for me. Like it goes, they all go by heart rate. But the interesting thing, because I, I was looking this up because I was trying to understand more about it, is that the whoop, in addition to looking at your heart rate, they actually track the hemoglobin in your veins. And when they do that, it has like a it has like a little camera right. on it and it's very sensitive and however fast it's going through your veins is how they're actually tracking your heart rate which maybe all of them do that to be clear but but they say that theirs is the most sensitive and i feel like it is for me because i wear it on my dominant hand which i've never worn any of my other wearables i always wear it on my non-dominant hand right. because it it's so sensitive that it will tell me i'm up half the night if i if i sleep with those gotcha um and uh also the other cool thing about it is it tells you how recovered you are from your workout based on what your heart rate variability is. And so that opened up my eyes, this whole thing that about heart rate variability. And I am super fascinated by the entire subject now, because apparently the higher your heart rate variability, the better recovery that you have and the better shape you are to do a workout that day. And heart rate variability, I always thought that if you, you track your heart rate, that it's like pretty even, you know, like if right. they say 60 beats per minute, it's like you're every second you're right. You have a beat totally but that's not true apparently it's like 0. 0.4 point 0.7 point 0.9 point 0.2 there's like all these spaces and however large the difference is between those heartbeats is actually the better it gets into a whole big deep science about parasympathetic versus parasymp versus sympathetic nerves and how one part of your body is telling your heart rate to slow down and another one is telling it to speed up and so the the reason that it tells you that you're healthier is the more variability the more relaxed you are the more that the the part that's relaxing fighting yeah the gotcha. more that like that part of your body is like doing its thing and and successfully overcoming the other part of you so if like you're really stressed out it can tell it, it can tell if you are uh, not getting any sleep, if you didn't get a good quality of sleep, like all of those things go into it. And so it has been fascinating to see my recovery rates and how I feel in comparison to what it tells me. Interesting. And I never trusted myself before. Right. And I say that because there's so many athletes that I admire within the Peloton community that they get up day after freaking day and they, they hit it hard every day or so it appears from where I'm sitting. Right. And um, this is telling me I'm actually I'm more stressed than I realize. Like I'm not always getting the quality of sleep that I need, which is one of the, like, that's why I'm always tired. That's why like other people, maybe they have an easier life or maybe they just sleep better. Maybe right. it's not that they have an easier stress life, but they, they sleep better and therefore they can get up and work out or maybe they don't go as hard. Like I'm always in, I'm always hitting my threshold zone for a long period of time. Maybe they've just been doing it so long. Maybe their heart rate isn't going as hard. And so they don't work the strain that they get overall is more sustainable than what I'm doing. So like there's all these things that that I feel like I'm getting a better picture of instead of guessing. Gotcha. Well, I will try to be more boring for you. Oh, thank God. Because that'll help you sleep better. Don't be more boring. <laughs> so I I'm can't boring handle is that. what you're saying. No. You can't handle if I was even more boring. Got it. <laughs> Duly noted. Wow. Wow. All I know is that whole time all I could do is think about Def Leppard. Why? Because you said hemoglobin. I don't even know what that means. I'm like, Ogan Bleegan, he been globin. <laughs> All right. 
I had rock of ages the whole time playing in my head. You didn't hear a damn thing I said, I did I was, you? But it was, I was rocking out, man. <laughs> that's why you look so far away. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's a good song. I need to go listen to some Def Leppard. Thanks, babe. That's what I'm here for. You know what people love to do? What's that? Eat. But you know what? They maybe hate to do or don't have time to do Cook Cook Yeah, some people love to cook I'm not one of those people And I really like when we are able to find something amazing like Factor Whenever I checked into Factor I got a box of keto for you Okay And I got the calorie smart for me uh, Because I know that meat is the focus of your meal That it is And for me, I'm like, I want to try all the things So as long as it's healthy I'm good. It can be any kind. But the nice thing is these are like two minute meals. You fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals and they're ready to heat and eat whenever you are. And you know what? We even did the math. The Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every single meal is dietitian approved. It's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. No prep, no mess meals. Head to factormeals.com slash TCO50 and use code TCO50 to get 50% off. That's code TCO50 at factormeals.com slash TCO50 to get 50% off. Awesome. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via the magic of Skype phone is Dan Dennis. Hey, Dan, how's it going? It's good, man. How are you guys doing? Hopefully you can hear me okay. I'm having a bit of a internet glitch as uh, as you introduced me. But yeah, man, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. And so far, so good from a technical standpoint. But I that's her. I don't do the technical stuff. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, yeah, you're funny. I make dick jokes. <laughs> I always like to start off by asking how you found Peloton. So you have to tell um, us about that. Excellent question, and and uh, and it's probably one of the ones that I've heard the most from from people that I, I that I've heard on your show is that I saw it in an ad, and like when it was like kickstartering around, and I was really really super interested in it, really wanted to to get one, but it really wasn't in the cards because as most people know, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. So. Um, so I, I waited and I, I just was going to bide my time. My wife would bring it up occasionally. I'd bring it up occasionally. And we were both like, I, I don't want to use the term cyclist, but we both had road bikes. We got into it probably about 10 years ago, like pretty heavily where we were biking close to like 10 miles, 15 miles, 20 miles a, a day. Um, I got really into it, almost addicted to it. And then I ended up having a, a medical condition um, called prostatitis where I was kind of sitting on things a little too long and um and I was asked by my doctor to no longer do that oh no yeah it's a guy thing you can google it I I (laughs) I don't want to get too far into it but basically it's like you're smashing your boys if that makes sense he doesn't want to get too far into his prostate (laughs) yeah yeah, no nobody does yeah um some people do yeah well some people do i'm not yeah exactly right (laughs) um some people in fact do Uh, but i was i was not uh one of those boys and so i i took a break from it and, and it was really good for me because i played competitive soccer club soccer college soccer Soccer was like my jam. It still is. I love watching it. I actually worked for our local MLS team in Orlando called the Orlando um, Orlando City. 
and I, I wrote commercials for them. I was their um, on the field correspondent. I, you know, kind of, you know, did the in-game announcements for them for about mm, right at five years. So soccer has always been a big part of my life, but I, I blew out my knee playing um, in college. Well, not, not uh, like attempting to play college, I should preface. And I have, <laughs> I have no cartilage in my left leg. So, oh. so I, I kind of, I have a floating piece too, that really can, can be bothersome. But uh, I, I, I took the cycling to be like a way for me to get back on a fitness track, you know, to, to be healthier and, and to, to do some cardio. And um, so after I got uh, kind of diagnosed with the prostatitis and the, and you know, the, the, you know, my, my urologist at the time was like, yeah, you can't be doing that. I kind of thought cycling for me was going to be like done. And I was like, yeah, I, I'll have to find something else. I guess I'll be like every other old person that walks around the mall. Um, <laughs> I know my first what, thought, my first thought was like, is this doctor accepting new patients? He's writing notes telling people not to ride bikes. <laughs> Well, his name was Dr. Chicken Finger, so he, uh, and, and he, he does put the finger in the prostate. Uh, um, but he, but I, to me, I was like, um, I, I won't ever be able to do this. And then a, a buddy of mine who, who, um, who just on a whim bought a Peloton. Okay. So I had a friend of mine, a listener to my podcast who just, I think late night, one night drinking, he just bought a Peloton bike. <laughs> and, and, seriously. And I told my wife, I go, if this guy who, you know, and he needs to lose weight and he, he would be very candid about that. And he is actually, because I haven't met anybody that, that at least in my circle that rides, that hasn't like at least changed some aspect of their life. He, uh, he bought a drunkenly. I, I approached my wife and I said, you know, we've wanted this for a while. You've wanted this for a while. Would it be possible? I mean, if he can buy a drunk, we can at least attempt to buy it sober, right? So <laughs> we we took the plunge and, and got it, and that was right at um, the middle of March. I want to say like March 11th is my uh, Pelliversary or Pella. What, what's the correct lingo? Pelliversary. Yes. Jeez. Yes. Yeah. So that's when uh, it was March 11th when we got our bike, and then um, the, the rest is. Um, 30 pounds less of me and 17 pounds less of the wife. And I do it every single day. Wow. So that's like, that's barely, it's, that's just a few months. I mean, and yeah, you've already lost newbie. 30 pounds. Wow. I'm a, I'm a new guy and I went straight in, but well, I keep a food log. I don't diet, but I do keep a food log. Like tonight I had the most cursed, um, thing ever put on the earth, which is zoodles. Um, <laughs> what's wrong with zoodles <laughs> if anybody likes like there's nobody that actually likes zoodles we just put up with zoodles <laughs> i mean it's fun to say it is fun to say it's a fun and word but other than that it's really got nothing for me they're too watery <laughs> there's no carbs there's no satisfaction the the red pepper and the parmesan doesn't cling to them correctly yeah, it's garbage but, I, but anyway, so I keep a food log and I ride, and that's really it. And between doing that, I've lost a really significant amount of weight. <laughs> wow. Congratulations that's... to both of you guys. That's Thanks. amazing. So how does that work? Uh, I mean, you're you're on something you have to sit on. So what, <laughs> what, changed? what changed 
tell me what's yes, changed about your prostate. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? Let's get into it. Um, uh, <laughs> no, nothing really, other than I think um, I think that if you take the classes correctly, and if you go through the beginner. Uh, modes and then you take like a power zone um you know you I, I took matt wilper's you know i think it's four weeks for the the power zone kind of a build up learning your power zones or uh yeah. you know figuring them out if you do it correctly and if you just monitor it i think the main thing for me was the loss of weight putting pressure on 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 areas that it shouldn't you know like i really took it serious this time Whereas on a road bike, I think sometimes, and especially in Orlando, we were voted the the worst. And this is a, a fact. I looked it up again today. We were voted the worst place in America to actually ride a bicycle on the roads. Oh. Um, yeah, because it's, so it's all it's it's all tourists. None of us know where we're going, right? And so we're all driving like crap. Yeah, and, and so and I don't think so much it was. I, I, I don't even think any. Also, I had some pretty poor habits at the time that I got diagnosed with what I was dealing with down there. It was more along the lines of, and, and there are different things that can irritate it from what my doctor was telling me that they're finding out, like overly caffeinated, um, too much alcohol, too much stress. Um, but you know, this is the ultimate stress reliever for me. You know, like I have a lot of anxiety and a lot of my battle anxiety and depression. And the number one thing that, that my Peloton bike does beyond even losing weight, beyond even the great sweat and the community is that for some reason, it's a really good anxiety tool. And I don't think people talk about that much. I almost wish Peloton would come up with some sort of like anxiety plan because with exercise, especially vigorous exercise, you know, especially some of those just King sweat steady rides or like, a you know, one of those climb rides, you can take anxiety and just blow it straight out some place down there and you'll feel great, <laughs> you know, and you, you won't have any more, um, you know, uh, issues because you, you've, you've kind of worked them away. I, I, I really truly use it as like a therapy. I remember when we talked to uh, Peter Shankman and he said that, um, now he uses his for specifically, um, I think he has ADHD, I believe. Yes. But uh, but he said he used it for his mental health. But like, you know, it like really helped with that anxiety. Like when he had like too much energy, it helped him like stay like level. Skim a little off the top. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really does that for me. Like I, I love the ability to be able to like if I'm in, my, in a bad mood, I know I can go up there. And even if I just jump on for like 20 minutes, I know it's going to change how I react to, to to damn near everything, you know. It's a, it's, I, I don't think, <clears throat> pardon me, I don't think we talk enough about the mental aspect of actually what the bike can do because the physical, physical aspect is very easy to see, but the mental aspect of getting in there and kind of being in your own space and like controlling your own workout, you know, you're getting motivation and you've got all these other people that are riding along with you and like, you know, kind of competing, um, so to speak. But there's a very huge mental aspect there that I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to live without it. To tell you the truth, I'm, I'm way in like I may not be like Mr. Buy Everything in the Boutique yet, but <laughs> yeah, I, I have a few things. I have a few uh, select pieces that I love, um, <clears throat> but I, I I really do. The mental aspect of the bike is, is unmatched. There have been times when I've argued with my wife and she's told me, you need to go ride that damn bike. <laughs> these are things and, and, and wives I, can I say do. to husbands that husbands can't say to wives. That's 
That's true. <laughs> it would not go over well, Tom. No. Don't don't try that. I find it no. fast. I find it fascinating though. You said that as you lost weight, like that condition improved. I mean, I guess it makes sense when people talk about like, oh, your knees get better and like pressure is pressure. Yeah, you wouldn't think about that as being kind of like, oh, that would self correct. But I I find that riveting. <laughs> well, it's a lot more. It's a lot more uh, like when you're riding outside. At least from from my layman's aspect of of being a cyclist. Like, and I'm not a cyclist, but you know, I've ridden my road bike you're a lot more in a, in a very controlled environment. You know, like I don't, I, you know, I, I couldn't tell you the number of times I laid my road bike down and got road rash just because somebody pulled out on me. So like on a, on this bike, I don't have any of that. So I can concentrate on form. I can concentrate on where my knees are at, you know, especially my left leg, which is the bad one. I can, you know, if it's feeling weak, I can modify, you know, like, but you can't modify when there's a car hurling at you, you know, like you, you can't really do much of anything. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, I've never really thought about that. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that's because you're not but, on the bike, Tom. right? But, <laughs> well, but he can't be on the bike now. I mean, this is—I mean, he's this is his bit. He's got to ride it out. <laughs> <laughs> or wait, he's got to not ride it out. I guess. I was right. like, wait, you said he can ride it out. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, the bit, the bit. Let's not yeah. get crazy. He's a, he's a bit cyclist. <laughs> oh, he cycles them, all right. <laughs> you guys are awesome. So, uh, so you said you used to be in radio. I did. Yeah i uh, I started at at the age of nineteen at a at a legendary talk station here in Orlando called Real Radio One Hundred Four Point One. <clears throat> Pardon me. I've actually been uh, talking all day. So at the end of the day, <laughs> my, my voice starts to get a little weird. But we um, I started as an intern for like kind of a, a liberal um, kind of loudmouth talk show host. And um, we had Howard Stern in the morning at the time. And then we were the midday show. And then there were other shows. And then after like hot uh, talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot, hot talk radio. You know, uh, the it was sort of there were only two stations around the, the 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 united states that were really doing it and one was in orlando and the other was in la called klsx and my host that i was working for actually got a job at klsx in la and he decided to go and he asked me to come along as a producer but i was playing in a band at the time and i was enrolled at school and university here uh, at ucf here in orlando and i decided that you know maybe it'd be better if i stayed here instead of going to California. And uh, from there, I went to, I bounced to a couple of different shows, but all on the same station. I never left. I've only worked for one radio station in my entire broadcasting career, which is really weird. Yeah, yeah that's, not that's very, wow. It's not very common. I mean, are yeah. the people that have done it, it was like their radio career was six months. And, well, like, yeah. It doesn't really Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is a terrible businessman. And I don't mean that, as if anybody's listening to this and they're radio people, I, I don't mean that to say that I don't like the, the, the media forum, like it's my favorite, but I don't, you know, you meet a lot of pretty negative people and, and cutthroat people. And, and, uh, eventually I, I'll get to that. I, I got, uh, I got to pr- primarily the, the worst people or the worst situation you can get into. So I, I eventually worked my way to working for one particular morning show that I won't name, but, um, you know, if you, you can probably Google it and figure it out and, uh, and they were relatively large. And um, I did, I did that for I want to say right at 
15 years, which is a, a, a decent amount of time. Definitely. And, and I saw me and my my uh, my business partner, Tom, which is so funny because his wife's name is Crystal. And, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and, and I said, I, I, like, yeah. I was telling him the whole thing. I was giving him the, the rundown on you guys this afternoon. And he was like, what? He's like, they do a podcast. It is Tom. And he, like, he was just like, it blew his mind. And uh, <laughs> he's also the more chick- chicken finger of the two of them. And so he, he, uh, he and I, we kind of saw the writing on the wall right around 2012. We saw everything going digital and everything going to apps. And I had um, listened to a couple of podcasts here locally that were even before us. And then, um, you know, I, I kind of had my finger on what, uh, you know, Adam Carolla was doing and all these different podcasts that were, were kind of getting big. And I, I said to Tom, I said, you know, we could start a podcast because we hang out in the office after the show every day. And the show that we do together in the studio is way funnier than any show that we're, we're able to put out because it's so censored, you know, like I, I wouldn't say I'm a filthy guy, but I, I think our show's pretty dirty, but, but but it's only because there are concepts that you can talk about as adults, and there's concepts you can talk about on on public radio, or or terrestrial rather. And I hate being told what I can and can't say. You know, it's just not something that bodes well for me. So we started a, a podcast. We had the idea on a Tuesday. We started it on a Thursday, and this is 2012. And we'll be, uh, you know, uh, or excuse me, this was actually in '09. Um, I'm confusing it. I left my job in 2012, but in 09, we started the podcast in 2012. The podcast had gotten so big that the radio station I worked for and the host that I was working for, um, he didn't like it. And he, (laughs) yeah, they're like that sometimes. Yeah. Well, they, they took me to lunch and they said, you know, Hey, you're doing this. You're going to have to stop it or we're going to sue you. And, um, and I said, like, what was under what grounds were they going to sue you? Well, I had, um, I gained permission to do the podcast from my, uh, my direct superior, which would have been my program director and also from their higher ups. And I I told him exactly what I was going to do. I said, I'm going to do this in my off time in my home studio. I've always had a home studio and I I said, I'll just do it in my off time. It's going to be uncensored. We're not going to talk about anything that I do on the radio station, which is going to be something I do in my off time. Is that okay with you guys? And my program director at the time, she said, yeah, that's totally fine. It's great. No problem. Um, you know, what you do in your off time is what you do in your off time. Okay, fair. That sounds like the American way, right? I right, mean, like, totally. And, but it, 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 it wasn't that way. You know, it, it was only when it became popular that they decided they needed to attempt to shut it down. So... Um, it, it was right around 2011 that I said, uh, you know, to them, when they came to me and I, I was on a, I was on a, a, a deal. So what that means is like my contract was expiring. We, we primarily signed three year deals because they, they kind of want to lock you in for a certain amount of time. And then they, they structure your pay based on all of that. So I was coming up to the end of a deal and they said, you know, like, well, you, you've got this thing coming up. We're going to have to talk about it. Well, it, it was at that time. And with the gained popularity of our podcast, um, not the radio show, the radio show was, you know, it was doing fine, but it, this, this new podcast thing was kind of bubbling, you know, like it was, right. it was important. It was, it was gaining traction. They, uh, they, they said, well, you're going to have to shut that down. You're going to have to stop it because we got an anonymous letter from this 
this uh, lady. Um, well, not anonymous, but she, it was, I say anonymous only because I know who wrote the letter now. It sounds so <laughs> nefarious and crazy, but it ended up being that the host of the show I worked for wrote a letter to try and get me and my, my business partner, like in some sort of hot water. So we couldn't do the podcast anymore. And the reason I know that is because Apple phones have device IDs and emails hold a lot of different metadata. Right. And I was able to trace that. <laughs> and then when I saw the writing was on the wall, I said, you know what? I got to quit. I got to resign. Like I said, I have to protect myself from, from this person that doesn't want me to succeed in life. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll gladly work for you guys, but I will never sign another contract. I'll work for you as a, like a, you know, a, a part-time employee or a full-time employee with, you know, you can take my bonus structure. You can take my everything. You just give me my, my normal pay and I'll work for you. And, and that, and the only way I can protect myself is by giving myself the normal two weeks of, you know, leaving and not being beholding to some sort of strange contract. And they said, no, they said, well, you're still under a year because they usually negotiate about a year out. And they okay. said, no, you're, you're just going to have to work it. You just have to work the contract. <sighs> they didn't care whether or not this person was trying to undermine me. They didn't care whether or not this wow. person that I work, I was making money for, you know, and working for them. They didn't care that this person was like behind my back, secretly trying to sabotage my own private life or my hobby. They just wanted the wheels to stay on the bus and for the big radio truck to keep moving down the road. And uh, it was at that point that, that Tom and I, my Tom, uh, looked at each other and said, you know, we got to get out of here. And uh, I resigned on uh, in 2012. And that's where I kind of misspoke. I resigned in 2012. And then the way that they stagger your contracts, they don't want you to ever have a place of power. So he was always going to be a year after me, because if he wasn't, then he and I would have had more leverage being able to leave at the same time. So that's why I always say radios like I hope my daughter never chooses to go into radio because I'm like, <laughs> it's so terrible. It's like the worst, absolute worst business. But I left. And then from 2012 on, we have been a full fledged um, podcast. And oddly enough, in 20 end of 2012, the same station that I resigned from that, you know, remember this particular host that I worked for before wanted to see me not be there. Well, the higher-ups liked our show so much, they decided to hire us back as a <laughs> clean terrestrial radio show at night. So now I'm the night show on the same station. That sounds like radio. It does sound like radio. Tom has told me some crazy stories. <laughs> and I, well, I don't worry know exactly what Tom does because I haven't fully dug into, like, I didn't want to go full-on creeper on you, man, because like, <laughs> I'm such a fan. <laughs> but, like, I, I could have told my wife because she'll, she'll totally do it. She comes from a uh, television news background, and she's like, do you oh, want wow. me to dig him up? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, my God, leave the man alone. <laughs> You're like, don't ruin my image of him. Well, you're gonna find weird stuff. And... No, no, I, uh... no, you you guys are like pod heroes to me. Like seriously. So like, I, I I I I got out of all of that stuff, and then it was just so good to be able to like talk to people that are like doing podcasting. That's why I was telling Crystal, I was like, my God, you guys are like way more professional than we are, and we're supposed to be doing this for a living. <laughs> well, I wish we were doing it for a living. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. But uh, um, so, uh, 
Um, what you do. Oh, what do I? So I worked. I, I was only in radio for like five or six years. I, I started off as an intern for uh, the Alternative Rock Station's morning show. And uh, when my internship ended, I just kept showing up and doing the same work. And eventually <laughs> someone told me to clock in. And uh, um, and then from there, they started like an upstart classic rock station to go against the Heritage Classic Rock Station. And because of my age. So I was an intern, but I started my internship when I was like 25. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's so normal. I was a- like I had interns that were like I had an intern one time that was 50 years old. <laughs> and, and and I I think I was 26 at the time and like it's really difficult to bark orders at somebody who you're like hey dad would you mind go get me a coffee you know <laughs> totally and so like and I was at the alternative rock station in the mid 90s right so like nice. it's a very young format anyway and so I like never really advertised how old I was cuz I I knew people would feel weird like that and so yeah. um and then when they started the classic rock station they were like, oh, it's, you know, we just need somebody that knows about classic rock. And I was like, dude, <laughs> like, I totally know about like that's I like I grew up listening to that. And then I'm right at that age where it's like I grew up on the classic rock and the hair metal and then kind of segued into when Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and all that hit. So, like, I so knew both worlds. Station was Monkey's Radio, right? Like, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dare to dream, man. Dare to dream. And, uh, I've interviewed every one of, I mean, Sans. You know those are no longer with us, but I've interviewed every one of the monkeys. Oh, right on! That's cool. <laughs> so I, so when you say little things, when you throw in a nice myth or something like that, I know what you're talking about. And then I won't tell you which one was not nice because that would not be fair. Because why would I just besmirch the name of the precious monkeys? <laughs> yeah, they've all they all got their moments if you hit them in the right time. Yeah, well, we all do. We all Peter do, was yeah. the one who was the nicest to me, but like I've heard stories and I'm like, I can see it, you know. Yeah, he and, was both to me. Peter was a little bit of both. Like he he uh, he had a switch and that's cool. Yeah, I look, I'm just glad I got a chance to talk to him. I think that's that's as far as I'm concerned, that's royalty, man. Yeah. And but Davey could. That's my guess. <laughs> well, you, you never know. The world would. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so like they moved me to the classic rock thing, and then I did that for we uh, decimated the Heritage Rock Station, and then uh, the Heritage Rock Station bought us and turned us off. So. Yeah, that's that's what happens, and that's always that's always something. I think that's one of the reasons why we decided to go out on our own. You know, is yeah. that we knew that that um, you know podcasting would be the future, but we also knew that no one would be able to turn us off. Um, you know, that it would really only be up to us, and it would be based on on our what we do. And but that also leads to why uh, another reason, a huge reason why I had to get a bike is because running a company for myself from 2012 until, let's say, you know, three months ago, three, four months, let's say four months ago, um, I destroyed my body, you know, just like bad eating, stressed out, drinking too much, eating too much, not sleeping and I knew I had to do something. I just didn't know that Peloton would work as well as it, it has. So um, how many episodes a week do you do you do? Is it like one or do you try and do like a radio show where you're doing two hours a day and putting it up? Yeah, well, we have to do um, radio shows for the for the one that they hired us back for. It's called a corporate time with Tom and Dan. And it's a censored version, but it's really no different. It's just we don't curse. 
<laughs> so for for that one, it, it's it's Monday through Friday. So, um, but we pre-record them; they're never live. Um, we always do them from our own studio. We never go into the their Maitland studios. It's it's like a suburb of Orlando. We we have our own full blown you know studio here in in Baldwin Park area of Orlando. So, are your podcast listeners are they primarily local, or have you developed a national following? I would say that it's a little bit of both, you know, like as of this year, we're projected to hit right at 15 million downloads for our show, which I don't know if that's a lot. Um, I mean, we did, we hit 10 million or 11 million, I think last year. And the mayor of Orlando gave us Tom and Dan day, which I can't even tell you the date. I think it's like April 14th. I could be totally <laughs> wrong. I should know. I should know my own day. That's so you should. You should. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really bad. I mean, I feel like at this point I'm married to the show, so to forget an anniversary is just human. But um, for for us, it's like, yeah, we're we're gonna hit like 50 million downloads. We, um, I, yeah, I, I. What was the question? My God, I'm all in the place. <laughs> national local or national. <laughs> It's mostly local, and that's the cool thing is that we're able to kind of do what radio used to do. I mean, I think right. all we're doing is morphing into a radio station. I, I, I really believe that. Like, we're just – we just changed the media, you know, style, you know, just the medium, I guess. We, um, we, we have a high concentration in the Orlando area, and then I would say from there it usually goes like Georgia, Texas, California, and then the U.K., um, but that's where the vast majority of our listeners come from. But with with the the you know with streaming video now that we do with YouTube with Twitch, um, it's really becoming even more segmented and more dialed in because um, it, it, we're kind of spreading ourselves between every different aggregate. You know, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. You know, I mean, you guys know all of that. You're in the game, so. Like, you know, at some point it becomes like, well, I don't know where any of this is coming from. I just see the download numbers coming in. And I don't know how true the analytics are because I truly believe that they're dialing in podcasts and they're standardizing the way that we count a download or count a impression. And so Mm -hmm. you're probably going to see somebody big, hopefully not an Arbitron, um, stick their nose in it and try to make it a far more standardized way of of grading what considers or constitutes an actual download. That's a little scary to me um, because I know how inflated radio ratings are just because I've done it and I preach about it. Like radio stations want you to believe that there's, you know, a hundred thousand, a million people listening to every show. And that's just not the case. No. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. That would be interesting if like a third party tried to step in to like, do their own rating system because you know the rating systems are i mean they're kind of voodoo anyway right it's like it used to be diaries and now it's in some markets it's the, it's the yeah, people P- ppms and and uh which is uh for people that don't that's a personal people meter and it's like a pager that can hear the radio and and track what you're listening to which is great until you have like uh you know three teenagers whose parents make them listen to Christian talk radio all day. And it completely skews the numbers for an entire market, which is agreed. Right. Yeah. And well, so, that can, yeah. You know all about this. So that can completely change somebody's day. You know, like even yeah. with our show, even with our radio show, we don't look at the ratings ever. We've never looked with a corporate time of Tom and Dan, which is our, our, our clean, 
you know, relatively clean, you know, like kid clean version right. of our show. We have <laughs> never once looked at the ratings because I refuse to let one beeper that some guy might have stuck in his dog's dog collar and then he turned yeah. on you know, the Spanish station and his dog is running around, you know, listening to it. That I mean, that's, that's, that's fake. That's not even real. And and they never give you a number of the equation. Like they never tell you what the true equation is of how they get to their numbers. Yeah. They, they don't just, want you to know. Yeah, of course they don't. So I, I, I refuse to even look at it and adhere to that. Like downloads are, are closer, you know, like we, right. we host with a big podcasting company. It might be the same one you use. I, I don't really know. And I, I want to give them free advertisement because sometimes they grind my gears, but I, we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we feel that pain. Yeah. Yeah. We, we host with the biggest one that they love filling you with the biggest one. And, um, and they, uh, and you know, I have a feeling that somebody with a lot of money is going to come in pretty soon soon and, and and sit in there and start standardizing everything in fact you're, i'm starting to see a little bit of it even now there was a couple of years ago like where we lost like almost half of our downloads because they're like oh yeah we just changed the way we grade it and i'm like that's not cool man <laughs> put it back yeah, yeah we had that, we had that happen to us on my other podcast where all of a sudden we, our numbers dropped in half and we're like what and they, and honestly i think that they were right to do it but it's it sounds like they had a bunch of bots that had kind of hacked into their system and because it was we were like why are we so popular in scotland and, <laughs> Yeah, I love Tom. Tom shares so yeah. good. It's a good show. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we we have we we don't really live and die by the download, but um, but I I love doing it, and you know to kind of get back to the the, the Peloton aspect of yeah. it, like me and me and Tom knew that we had to do something to to you know to kind of turn things around because like you know when you sit all day and you're recording you know two three four different shows a day. You, you, you're not healthy. You know, you're just, you're just really not. And, and so for me, this is like the ultimate way to get back into, um, you know, doing something that's fun. I love the tech aspect of it. I like the screen. I like being able to like, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really, really way over the moon impressed with how they've done everything. And the community is almost like, Sneakily, I don't trust you. Cool. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> like they're too good to be true. Is that what you're right. saying? Right. Thank you, Crystal. Like I've <laughs> been, I've been burned so many times that when I first joined like a tribe or if I jumped in, like I, I'm in the Swexy group normally, and and you know, like I and and I don't know really any of the beef. I'm I'm the new guy. You know what I mean? So I'm just yeah. Hey, I'm hey, I'm a new guy. You know, but like everybody's so like. Like I, I would, I would post like, Hey, just got done with my 10th ride feeling great. And then somebody would be like, way to go. You're doing an awesome job. And I'd be like, I don't <laughs> trust you. <laughs> so I'm, what so I'm so what, used to being burned. Yeah. What you're afraid of happening is what would happen if you said that same thing on the OPP. <laughs> right. Yeah. I made one post on the OPP and one guy was like, it was so funny. Cause I, I posted on the OPP and then this guy was like, Hey, I listened to your show. What happened to you? And I was like, well, that's the last time I do that. <laughs> I, was like, I thought I had a level of like, uh, not that I'm famous. I don't think that, but like, I was like, oh man, I didn't know there were so many people that like are actually like writing. And, you didn't and know they were like in both lot. worlds. Like, 
Oh, and they're so, I mean, the, these are the most passionate folks that I have, I've ever seen about like something simple, you know, like I, I hit my 100th ride, I think two weeks ago, right around my birthday. Congrats. And, uh, and I, thank you. I, I love it so much. I rode with Emma Lovewell who, you know, I mean, if, if you, I just look at her abs and I'm like, I'll never, I'll never have that, but I want it so bad. And I rode with her and she gave me a shout out, but she gave, she, I, they don't really like negative leaderboard names. And mm. I think I have one, but it's by accident because like, I don't consider myself a, a negative person, but my, uh, the, 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 my leaderboard name is, is mediocre Dan because my show is called a mediocre time with Tom and Dan for no other reason. Like, I don't think I'm mediocre. Like I don't try to be mediocre. It's just, <laughs> we called the show that just, we called the show that because we were stranded in a Daytona Beach hotel room with no air conditioning. And I said, uh, it, you know, I was a little bit more of a partier then. I was like, hey, we should all just for fun go to a strip club. And one of the guys I was with is, was like, no, we can't go to that. And I was like, oh, yeah, why would we ruin this media over time? <laughs> and, and that was the that's it that's the whole story so but she was like she said it and then i've seen people before like other i think uh, um i think ali love at one time was like you're not mediocre she like called me out she's like you're not mediocre nobody's <laughs> mediocre on my leaderboard and i'm like wait a minute i'm so mediocre ali love i'm the most yeah. mediocre. You, you don't know me i'm totally mediocre <laughs> <laughs> she probably yelled at you to boss up <laughs> oh yeah I, I, that's my favorite thing now too we had a friend of ours because we have a, a kind of a, a tight-knit group that we're gaining we have a really big podcast community here in orlando we have multitudes of really good podcasts and the community is very tight-knit and we all come on each other's shows and we help each other and it's just so fun and awesome it reminds me a lot of like the peloton community and we had a, a gentleman that went up there that's a friend of ours that rode in the showroom. And everything he did was wrong. It was like cell phone turned on, light turned on. <laughs> he was stomping the pedals. He was like talking. I'm like, come on, man. You're making us look like idiots. <laughs> See, that's why I won't do it. Oh, yeah. yeah I would do something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Everybody would still be like, yay, Tom got on the bike. Even if you did everything wrong, they would be so happy. So happy. <laughs> would they, though, three minutes. I wouldn't be. If he got on the bike, I'd be like, well, killed it. He'd be like, sell out. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. We, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, uh, you, you could have killed him the bit, man. That's Crystal's thing. <laughs> <laughs> so does does your Tom ride the bike? You know, he does not. He does a lot of strength training. He's kind of like a, um, he's, he's an anti kind of a cardio guy. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, he, he's really not into that. He's more of a, a weightlifting guy, but he's very, very strong. And he's actually, um, he's lost right at 25 pounds too, but more of his is from diet. And then, um, <laughs> I mean, if I can be candid, but he, he would approve of me saying this, but he had some sort of unaddressed OCD type things or like, um, uh, you know, things where he needed medication to help focus a little bit better. And so he's on Adderall now. And one of the side effects of, of being correctly diagnosed, not abusing it, um, is that you actually lose some weight. So he's lost weight. Um, and he, he does a lot more strength training. I do a lot more of the bike riding and cardio side. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, but it's kind of, it's funny because when you do it, 
meaning Peloton, you inspire other people, I think, to at least to do anything, even if it's just like walk a little more or eat a little better. You know, it's just like, I mean, it's kind of infectious um, to, well, to even the people around us. Except except for one. I'm immune. <laughs> My takeaway from all this is that I need your doctor for the note and I need his doctor for the Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he, it's funny because he's not at all anti it. Like he loves like having me tell him about like my milestones. He wanted me to tell you guys hello because I actually uh, showed your podcast to him and he was like severely impressed at how I mean, I mean, you guys have like the ultimate podcast theme song. It's so good. <laughs> and it's, it's even better when I know I have to squeeze you guys in. So I put you on like 1.5 play speed. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> and, and I love it. It just starts bouncing so fast. <laughs> it's so, and, and I, and I, now if I hear it real speed, I don't like the theme song as much. So I have to speed it up. So it's like almost like this punk rock version of the clip out theme song. Which it's like I how have... top forty stations used to do back in the day. They would like up the speeds of their songs just yeah. a little bit. So when you heard it on another station, it sounded slow and weird, and you wouldn't want to listen to them. That's, yeah, exactly. that's a real thing. Or if you want to upload a YouTube video, you just speed it up by point five, and, and their algorithms. Their copyright yeah. algorithms won't get you. you. You know, me and you need to hang out. Chicken. <laughs> I remember one time, a quick story about how you mess with stuff digitally. There was a, a, an artist that pissed off the radio station I was working for. And and uh, by letting another station get the song first. And it was a pretty big name artist for the format. And yeah. they and you know how the songs would have trip tones in them. So so. Uh, BDS could count the spins, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, and so they had, you know, it was too big of an artist to not play the song, but they didn't want to add the record because they were dicks about it. And so yeah, they yeah. they put the song into Pro Tools and they sped it up, and then they took that copy and they slowed it back down to the right speed, and then played that on the radio, and it stripped out the trip tone, and they didn't get any spins for the first week. Of the single coming out That's brilliant <laughs> And I was like I don't know who did that But you're an evil genius And I'm glad I'm on your team And not yeah. on the other one That's how you get that trippy effect When you're like filming a music video Where you speed up the song And you make the artist like lip sync to it But then you slow down the video With the music is actually played And it makes them look like they're singing Like in Like it almost gives them this like Ethereal like almost like a uh, it, it's not slowed, but it looks yeah. slowed. Like it's it's very, very yeah. It's weird how you can do stuff like that, but but yeah. So uh, I know you're fairly new, but do you have any advice for people who are even newer? Ooh, um, <clears throat> I, I just um, it's funny too because now like I sell bikes apparently because <laughs> I'm just throwing out the code. I'm sure you guys do this, but it's like you throw your code out enough. And then people see like results, like if they see that you're doing something, they immediately assume. And I'm not saying they can't, but they're like, oh, well, I can do that. I'm buying a bike. And and uh, after a while, I had like, you know, I was I think I was sitting on like seven hundred dollars in the uh, boutique credit. And I I'm like, you. It, well, I, yeah. <laughs> well, did you think I got to use any of that crystal? <laughs> 
what am I going to buy? I, 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 I got a tiny pair of, uh, I, I bought this shorts that Cody wears, but when I put them on, they just don't look the same. And, um, and I blame so the my, prostitutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But my, my wife, she, she bought a, a bunch of different like cool stuff. But it, it was funny because like I, I would tell people, I was like, man, if you just try it, if you can get past the stigma and the way that I kind of fought it, because like, you know, it's not necessarily something that stereotypically is like a guy's guy thing to do. Um, and I don't know why. I think that's sort of changing. Um, but like, I think cycling just in general, it's like tiny suits and you unzip it to get air. And then your gold chain with a cross on it is like dangling. And you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very weird. You know, it's kind of like the Lycra know, thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. And so, and you know, and a lot of people get ruffled when they see that, but I, I have a very good friend of mine, um, named Chris Fisher, who has another podcast and he, um, he was he asked me questions about it and I, I just kept telling him i was like man you just gotta try it you just gotta get on it and, and and i and i hear this on your show all the time is what people say it's like you gotta get on the bike you gotta get a ride so so i got a ride in and i'm a, I, I went to school originally like radio podcasting that was not what i wanted to do and i think where i found my love is like i'm a i'm a drummer and i went to stetson university in deland to play percussion so i'm really into um you know obviously drumming and you know, timpani and marimba and music and music plays a huge, huge, huge part of my life. Like I thought I wanted to be a, a radio DJ, like music radio DJ, but I, I ended up being a talk radio DJ and it's really weird or a talk radio host, I should say. And, and with the music, like that cadence and being able to just kind of stomp the pedals to me, that's like playing a kick, uh, a, a kick drum, you know, it might as well be double bass. You know, I have a hard time doing rides where they, tell you to ride a little above the tempo or a little below the tempo i can't really do it because i'm a drummer so i i love it's just it just hits with me you know it's like if you like music um i did jen sherman's yacht rock ride this morning there's nothing i love more than yacht rock i've been beating the drum of yacht rock for 20 years at least it's my favorite absolute favorite form of music boss gags is a god steely dan i love it all i'm <laughs> did you I'm take the one young. from sunday Christopher Cross. Oh yeah, I did all of it, and, and and I didn't realize she was like, "This is our fourth incarnation." Yes, of uh, yacht, rock. and I I can't wait to go back through and hit them all. But man, yacht rock is the music that my dad would play in the car on the <laughs> way home from a fancy seafood dinner. You know, like this was this is important music in my life. You know, with Little River Band. Um, you know, uh, you know every. Like Toto, all of those groups. I mean, Christopher Cross. I, oh yeah, the sailing and Christopher yeah. Cross. It's just so good. And so for me, it was just like I, I had the best time, like stomping around to that. So anyway, like the music aspect of where I was going in my career, and then having my mom. My mom is a classically trained pipe organist, and so she pretty much talked me out of going into anything music. Because it's very difficult to make money, you know. It's just it's just really hard. Where can people find you on social media? I know you hit some of it, but l l let's get it all in one compact place for people. Definitely. Okay, if you're an adult and you don't mind hearing adult language, then you can always find all of my podcast shows at TomAndDan.com. Um, it's not the best. Uh, we realize now that that websites are kind of a dying 
thing. And so we do have an app. It's completely free and you can get all of our content on it. Just search for mediocre app for both iOS and Android. And um, we do we do a censored show called A Corporate Time. That would probably be the best for people that don't like necessarily hearing about, um, I don't know, everything that comes out of your body. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, and then um, for, um, yeah, uh, it's really the best place. It's just the app. But, um, but yeah, our show is called A Mediocre Time with Tom and Dan. Um, if, you, if you search Instagram, if you search um, at Daniel Dennis, or um, at Tom and Dan official, you'll get both of our official accounts. Um, we, we've done tons of shows. You can find me on Twitter under the same name and Facebook. You can just search me, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really like stoked to, to be on your show and hopefully you can hear me. I know it was cutting out a little bit on my end, but I apologize for that. I, I have the I supposedly have the finest internet, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's it's fine. It happens a lot, and it's uh, we have really awesome interns, so they are good uh, at cleaning it up. Good at cleaning that up, so it's okay. No, I I wanted to talk about that because <laughs> I do this for a living, and I have no interns, and I hear about said interns, and that's what makes me think that you guys are just a little bit better than me and Tom are at doing this. My Tom, I should say, than doing this because. You have people that edit stuff for you. I mean, like I do, we, me and Tom do everything. I have a producer, Samantha, and then we have one sales guy that sells the show. I guess he's pretty important because he keeps us fed. Yeah. But, well, here's the difference, though. But you're, you're generating revenue. Right. And we're not. So we take money from our day jobs and, and, you know, we, we, Pay these guys to, to help us with the editing because it gets gives us time back. Like if it was if this was our I love our income and we were spending all day doing it, then we would probably just take on editing duties ourselves to save the money because we could build it into our work day. But I love it. But but three years ago I did the same thing, man. I hope you guys come on vacation to Orlando. If you do, is there anything- our studio is is yours? Like I told Tom and Tom agreed. He's like, look, anything you guys want to do, if you need a full blown podcast studio if you need somebody to produce you while you're in town i will do it personally i'm <laughs> such a fan that like our studio is your studio and we have a really nice we took our time we crowdfunded it with um um uh, right at a uh, 100 and or actually yeah 159 it, there's a number that comes into play with our show it's 159 that was the show that we had to pull everything down because i uh, was threatened to get sued so we sold 159 lifetime memberships to our show, and then we took all of that money, and we got every bit of equipment we could ever need into this little tiny studio in Baldwin Park, and it's beautiful. And, man, if you guys come to town, I'll give you a code. It's yours. You do what you will with it. You can even sleep there if you want to. It's super nice. And and we would be honored because I'm just such a mega fan of people that are doing podcasting right, and you guys were the ones I landed on where I was like, I wonder if there's a Peloton podcast. And then I heard you guys, and I'm like, oh, my God. Well, there goes my idea for doing a Peloton podcast. These guys guys are really good at it. Like, you guys are really, really good at it. Well, Well, thank thank you. you. Well, that's that's a great offer. Is there anything, if we were to go on vacation to Orlando, is there anything to do there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Well, aside from the park, there's so much stuff that's, like, super fun. Like, we, we have so many shows. We're so close to the coast. Um, and the best thing, I mean, the best thing that I like to do is literally just go people watch because man, this place is like, 
crazy. (laughs) Orlando is a little, it's a, it's a different, it's a fun, different little area of town (laughs) or of time, whatever. I'm a huge Disney nerd, but like we have talked about it. Like we need to come back to this town one time and not Not do do Disney. Disney. Just do everything else. How are you going to not do Galaxy's Edge? Like, how are you going to not do that? I well, I didn't say our I mean, next time. <laughs> and that's how it'll never happen. I know, because right? he's always yeah, like... <laughs> I, I have annual passes. I, I have a four-year-old. I mean, she, uh, you know, she loves, uh, besides seeing us ride the bike and riding her own bike, like, all she wants to do is go to the parks with her mom. You know, sometimes I, I cheap out of it so I can stay home and play Xbox. <laughs> Or something, but um, but yeah, let us know, man, because like a lot of the people, if you guys come to town, a lot of the people that we know work at the parks, so they're the entertainers that do the Frozen show, or they're the people that do the the cool Universal, um, you know, Studios horror and makeup show. I don't know if you've ever seen that; it's super awesome. But like a lot of those actors are really good friends of ours because we kind of run in the same sex with the podcast and kind of the comedy community sure. and. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I like literally don't even feel crazy about it. Just ask me, and I, I'll do everything I can because I just want to impress you guys, so you'll be my friend. <laughs> we're 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 really uh, yeah, not we're, that exciting. We're just, so we're just we're we're already your friend. Like yeah, it's done. We're just lame middle aged people. Oh, well, I appreciate that, and I'm sorry for the creepy. Ma- I love the fact that how we met was me sending a voice text misspelled message saying. Hey, did you get my message? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, and Andrea's like, my wife, she's like, why did you even send that? She's like, they probably got your message and just thought you were totally creeping at them. And I'm like, no, I wrote to my podcast heroes and I wanted them to love me, Andrea. Like, you don't understand. My wife doesn't understand. She's never loved anything in her life. So she wouldn't understand that. Well, if she married you, hopefully there's at least one thing she loves. And her child. No, no. It was, it was, only, it was only for the child. <laughs> I'm, I'm bullied here incessantly. I was actually hoping you guys would come to town and then take me back to, to, to live with you and be one of your interns. <laughs> they don't get paid that well. Yeah, but send us some samples oh, of your editing. <laughs> I don't need much. I'm like uh, Reek from Game of Thrones. Just give me a small cage and a couple of bones here and again, and I'll be very, I'll be a very happy boy, loyal, very loyal. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Like yes. this is like the 100th hour of radio you recorded today. Yeah. So thank you. No, I, I we we started at like eight, and then yeah, no, it's all good, man. The the, the daughter had a play date upstairs, so. She's uh, up there running around, so I, I retired downstairs to our old studio, which used to be my home. So I'm just sitting down here next to the router, so I thought I'd get a good connection, but obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this has been a ton of fun. Yes. Thank you again. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Definitely. And and if we do make it down to Florida, we will let you know. And if you uh, go to Homecoming next year, let us know yeah, so absolutely. we can make sure, th- For sure. that we can I think we're going to go. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to go. I think the wife and I got the bug, and we're, we're totally into it, so we would love to to be able to go there and see some of the faces of all the different people that we follow on social media. Cause it, it, it actually is one of the most positive aspects of social media. I'm not the biggest fan and, uh, and I get judged for a living sort of, yeah. you know, because I've, 
I put out so much content, so I'm always getting hate or negativity or something. And the Peloton community is not, you know, it can be like that. But if you find the right tribes, the right people, it's not like that at all. Definitely agree. Definitely. That's yeah. Well, then we will make sure hopefully our paths will cross at some point in the next year and we'll get to meet. Agreed. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. No problem. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye bye. So Dan didn't have a recipe for us. He did not. Yeah, it probably would have just been like a beer. A beer. <laughs> That's a damn good recipe. Yeah, it would have been me. like a craft beer of some kind. Here, drink this. I can't make it, but here it is. <laughs> so, um, so uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we have Sarah Lester on the show. Awesome. What's her claim to fame? So, Sarah Lester... Uh, she has a couple of things that you might know her for. Um, she rides with Christine Diercole, and um, she also is a doctor, and she has um, an autoimmune arthritis called psoriatic arthritis. Okay. And so she tells us all about that, and then this really cool idea she came up with, and how she got uh, inspired by Christine to do this, and it's very cool. Um, the, Christine is her favorite instructor, but she likes all the instructors. Well, sure. So, and she's also a big member of the uh, Fit Fab Forties group. Awesome! So we have that to look forward to. Until then, where can people find you? People can find me at Facebook.com/slash Crystal D O'Keefe. They can find me at Instagram and Twitter on the bike, and of course the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And you can find the show online at Facebook.com slash The Clipout. While you're there, join the group so you can interact more freely. And, uh, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts uh, where you can go rate, review, and subscribe. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running. Clip in, set yourself free. 